With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I, I, I was just imagining Donald Trump as a hockey player and giving an interview. You know, we got to get pucks in deep. You know, <laughs> uh, I wish I wish listeners could see me. You got to get the hand movements in there and everything and the pouty lip. Got to get to the dirty areas. <laughs> I'm the best defender there is. No, one I mean, I mean, like some me. of the areas are good, I assume. <laughs> pucks on net. Did you see that goal I scored on Sleepy Joe? Amazing. Our goaltender is a wall. Nobody scores better goals than I do. I Build, the wall. <laughs> Build the wall. Build the wall. Build the wall for the net. Protect the net. Ladies and gentlemen, to episode 36 of Brews and Bruins, that is the Zach Ronaldo episode. And if that's, if that's any indication, there's, there's going to just be a lot of hard-hitting analysis that doesn't really do anything. Um, so I had that one thought up at like... Oh, I had that lined up for the so past 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> so I'm here with uh, Chris and Cam as usual, but we are joined by guest Kaylee Allard. Kaylee, how are you doing? Did I pronounce it wrong? <laughs> it's it's okay. It's Allard. But Allard, apparently, okay. uh, apparently... I thought it was, yeah. <laughs> apparently, it is pronounced Allard because it's a French last name, but the American way is Allard. So that's okay. what I go for. <laughs> all right, all right. There you go. So that was Drew, only Drew's half just, wrong. That's Drew's fine. well half. known for uh, pronouncing most things in French. So. Yeah, and that's kind of a thing. <laughs> yes, I'm here with Chris sure. Gray. <laughs> it's, it's pronounced Gray. Gray. I actually do. My last name is Dutch, but it has French connections. And I have Ooh, a weird okay. story about this, but I'll let Drew finish his intro first. We're all very cultured here. I, I think yeah. I finished the intro. All that's left was I was going to ask how you are, but now I want to hear that story. Fine. Too. We're fine. Right. Let's hear the story. Wanna, like, I don't want to pump it up too much. It's not that cool. But I was playing a game uh, in college, and the ref came up to me, and he clearly was either French or French-Canadian, and he was like, like during the first period, first of all, we were getting our shit rocked. I'm not gonna lie. And this ref comes up to me between whistles and he like taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, dude, like fucking what? Like we're already getting rocked. What do you want with me? And he's like, hey, I know this is weird, but like, can I get a picture with you in your jersey after the game? And I was like, uh, okay, this seems a little sus, but like, sure. <laughs> so after the game, he explained to me that his last name is Hasbrook, but with a Q U E at the end. And that his family is from the town of Hasbrook, France, which I didn't know existed. And so he, like, got a picture and he, like, was like, oh, I'm going to send it over to my family, like, in, in France. But it was weird because I had to, like, go to my coach and be like, hey, I know this is weird. We're getting shit on right now and you definitely don't want to hear this. But the ref asked to take a picture with me after the game, like, you know, while you're tearing the team apart, can I just go do that quick? And then, like, <laughs> I'll come in and, and meet you after. And so I did. But it was – it was strange. See, I thought it was going to be like this long lost like family story where you found some relatives. And... <laughs> well, maybe I did. I don't know. It could be like really distant, you know, but. Well, we got to get our uh, French listenership up. So yeah, it's... spread this far and wide and see if we can find Cam's lost family. Represent. <laughs> All right. So we're fine. We're good. We're have French connections. Shouts um, the movie French Connection. What are we drinking? I'll start with you, Chris. All right. In honor of our guest, whose uh, Twitter handle is Tuka Rask, I'm drinking a finished long drink. Uh, one of the many that I've <laughs> I'm finally getting to the end of them. I'm excited for you to rate this again on the podcast. <laughs> How is it tonight? How is this specific? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, drinkability... It's like a 23, 24. We'll give it a 24. Um, Reasonable. Reasonable. You, could, you, could, you could crush these, but I wouldn't want to crush a bunch just because it's really sugary. Uh, taste, it's like a 20. Like you can taste it, but 
it's not like a, an in-your-face flavor. It's not an in-your-face taste. Yeah, so it's a it's a relatively drinkable drink you can drink. That's pretty good. A drinkable drink you can drink is. I will say though, over time the uh, the carbonation has diminished, so I'm a little disappointed in that. How, how long like... have you had them for? Uh, since May or June. So what you're saying is it's not elite. It's. Uh, and it also, uh, not to like really fucking beat the dead horse, but it doesn't sound like it's a very long drink. Like it seems like it's you kind of ooh, drink it quickly. Yeah, you know? short, <laughs> the short, short shelf life for this long drink. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry, Cheeks. <laughs> Toss us okay. some sponsorship, guys. <laughs> hey, I've been begging for it. They haven't uh they haven't done it yet. So Yeah, they want nothing to fucking do with us. <laughs> I don't I don't blame them. Uh Cam. How you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing well. I'm drinking a uh, Blue Paw from Sea Dog Brewing Company. Um, it's a ale with natural blueberry flavor. It says I am kind of like a blueberry like fanboy. I guess I don't know. I really like blueberries a lot. So I was like, hey, blueberry <laughs> beer. That sounds like a thing that I would try. So I was like, hey, I'll try it. You know. <laughs> and then I took a first sip. Actually, I don't. You may have been able to see it. I took the first sip of it. And I, my microphone was off, but I actually said, wow. Like, it was really. <laughs> yeah, we were all watching you while wow. you were on mute, Cal. That's <laughs> probably what I figured. Well, so here's okay, the thing. Cal. <laughs> I didn't necessarily wow it because it's a great beer. It is pretty good. But I feel like a lot of things that say they're blueberry flavored don't really taste like blueberry. And I like took a great. sip of this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I took a sip of this. And the first thing my brain went to is blueberries. And I was like, wow, that's actually really impressive in a beer that like. They marketed it as blueberry, and it was fucking blueberries. The so. snozberries taste like snozberries. The snozberries taste like fucking snozberries. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, drinkability. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna hit our first ever daily double. I'm giving it a 24 as well. You could definitely crush these, but I don't think you'd necessarily want to. But you, you're you wouldn't you wouldn't break down in the process. Cam, I'm disappointed Likewise. that you have it in a glass, but you didn't like swirl it around and give I have it up. Oh, sorry, yeah, give it the whole. Yeah, no, I figured you, they, our listeners can't see us, which who knows? Maybe we will post the video but... clip. We do have funky hats on. Um, taste, I'm giving it like a like a nine. It's subtle. It's good, but it's subtle. You know, it doesn't punch you. It's more of an aroma. So. Drew, let me just say, you look like you're late for third period and you just came out from behind the, the gym, like, smoking a couple. Uh... <laughs> Living in a van down by the river or something. Like... <laughs> yeah, not far off. Kaylee, what are you drinking? <laughs> so I'm drinking the basic of all basics, a truly lemonade, because it's all I had in my fridge. So... I think that drink has appeared on our podcast before. It fucking has. You're right. I'm sure. I'm sure. So we should also be sponsored by Truly, obviously. Truly a Boston company. So I actually do have some Truly in the fridge. (laughs) I think it's I think it's owned by Boston Beer Co. So Okay. Represent them. Yeah. Cheers to that. But I don't even know if I have to rate this. Do I even have to rate it truly? Yeah, Yeah, it's all based on you know. I mean, what's it out of? Thirty seven? Yeah, yeah there's your own scale <laughs> on this rock. Which Kaylee did her uh, her homework on this. Yeah, so I read it. I read a uh, Bergie, Bergie, thirty-seven out of thirty-seven. Because you can crush these. I don't care anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, same for drinkability because why not? It's refreshing. So wow, that's the per- that's the first double Damn. thirty-seven I think we've ever had on here. You, you can definitely rock. taste those though. I agree. It's a thirty-seven on the taste scale. Yeah. Like if you have the coronavirus and you lost your taste, you can still taste truly. <laughs> it tastes like pure, like mama's homemade lemonade. Yeah. I don't know about the drinkability though. I feel like you have like two of those and you're like, oh my God, my head <laughs> feels like it's being sawed in half. Like there's only one gram of sugar. So really? Wow. Yes. Well, I just mixed them with other shit. That's my I think, problem, I think so. it's, it's your own fault. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I think it's more the alcohol content there. What's it like 5%? Yeah, five. It's very sneaky. Yeah. But that's why they're great. Yeah. (laughs) Kelly's like, exactly. (laughs) That's the whole point. (laughs) All right. Well, I got 
Ah, what do I got? Or yet again, I think it's, I always just grab random beer from my fridge without looking at it. (laughs) Once again, Uh, you're really selling it, Drew. Good job, buddy. No, I I can't wait for someone to put this spreadsheet together. I really really wanted to try this beer. Looking at you, Lancey. uh, No, No, we got that intern. Oh, right. We do have an intern intern. now. We'll talk about it later. Okay. (laughs) I got a Fiverr Hazy IPA from Castle Island Brewing Company. And they're Castle Island, but they got like a can, a cannon kind of on the, as their logo. I, th- I would have rather seen a castle. Are you upset with like the historical, you shouldn't, there shouldn't be castles and cannons? Is that your? Castles in cannons? Is that what you just said? And, and cannons. And. Not in. There Sounds like a Columbus Blue castles. Jackets uh, beer yeah. over there. I'm going to go taste wise. Uh. Well, drinkability. I'll, I'll go. I'll go reverse order here. Um, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't Whoa. really. It's like pretty light, so I'm gonna go like a 23 out of 37 on on taste. But drinkability, because of that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 30. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. I. It's definitely a little hazy, but it, it definitely feels a little light too. I can't wait for our intern to put these all in a spreadsheet and yeah, figure out the. Uh, the relationship between taste and drinkability. Yeah. On a separate note, how are everybody's beer? Are you enjoying them? <laughs> no. Are they yeah. good? No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You like them? Yeah. I enjoyed those first two sips. If that's what nice. you're asking. But yeah. <laughs> Finished long drink, always solid unless the, uh, it's, it's past Carbonation. the shelf life. <laughs> okay. I don't think there's a plan beyond this. I think hosting duties are over. <laughs> all right. It's a free for all now. How about that hockey? Tell you what. Let's do that hockey. I miss it, guys. I miss it. Actually, there are a couple things, I suppose. Um, maybe we should get into it sooner rather than later. Uh, the Travis Roy. Um, I know Cam especially wanted to, I think, say a bit about it. So maybe you want to you take the lead, Cam? Yeah, I mean – I don't want to, like, flood the whole show with this, but, like, I don't know. I, for for anybody who's not familiar with Travis Ray's story, I really, like, just cannot urge you enough to go and familiarize yourself with it. Um, it's a lot to handle at first, but <clears throat> I think, obviously, his impact was just so remarkable. And just to be able to fight through – a just a life shattering event like that. And, and really just like kind of shake that off in a way and just like dedicate his life to something in the way that he did was just really amazing. And he had like one quote, I forget, I'm going to rip the source here. I forget who it was, but um, he said something like, you know, he lived the first 20 years of his life with passion and the next 20 years of his life with purpose. And that one really stuck with me. I was just, you know what I mean? Like he had 20 good years and he recognized that. And like, you know, to be able to just do what he did after such a, a, you know, a a terrifying tragedy and just, you know, raising millions of dollars for quadriplegics and paraplegics and, you know, giving speech. I know Drew said he had, you know, had a speech and I would be interested to hear, you know, what that was like and stuff. But from our sports director at channel 13, where I work, got some interviews with some former teammates and, and stuff. And even his dad actually this week. Um, but that by all accounts, crushing. yeah, that one hurt to watch, but it was so well. I actually emailed him later this week, not his dad, but our sports director was just like, Hey man, I just want to let you know, like, I really appreciated that piece. And it was hard to watch, but it was like, it really showed you the impact he had. Um, but by all accounts, you know, he was one of those people that whenever he was talking, like he had the whole floor to himself and everybody was hanging on by every word. Um, and just to, yeah, I don't know. I, again, just if, if you're not familiar with it, I would just definitely go check it out. And um, I think we could all, especially right now with everything going on in the world, <laughs> I know we're recording this the day before <laughs> a very big historic election. So like there's a lot of shit going on and it can be very easy to get caught up in all the stress and stuff. That's and to right. just read and, and hear about a story like his kind of just humbles you a little bit and, and kind of brings you back down to earth and makes you remember what the really important things in life are. So I definitely would just recommend checking that out if you're not familiar. 2020 is a bitch. Yeah, nope. it's been, I know. Oh, man. 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> All the not even just the deaths. It's like I feel like we've had so many notable deaths on top of the political things that are going on and the pandemic. It's like what's next? Like if we can get through this, we can get through anything. Yeah. Not Half to mention Chris's state California is, on fire. is entirely yeah. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's 4. like point one million acres in Cal- in California alone. I guys. can't even like, fathom how big a space that is. Yeah, and there are as of yesterday, which will be a couple of days ago, by the time you're listening to this, there were still 10 major fires going on, guys. So, like, it's like a, the little dog where it says, this is fine. Like, actually, That's yeah. literally 2020. Colorado's yeah. on fire, too. Washington's on fire. Yeah, it's the bad. East Troublesome Fire is only 37%. On, Sorry. on, SNL, <laughs> on SNL, they did, uh, like, Jim Carrey's playing Joe Biden. And at one point, <clears throat> it was in the cold open, they said, uh, Joe Biden – Make America not on fire again. So, kind of <laughs> sick, sick joke by the SNL writers who yeah, are definitely buddy. still great. <laughs> um, I'm sure they appreciated hearing that. <laughs> but yeah, I, going back to Travis Roy, uh, I got the chance to hear him speak when I was in middle school. They had him for an assembly. Uh, I was in, I want to say I was in seventh grade. It might have been eighth grade. Um, but I, at that point, I kind of didn't really fully know who Travis Roy was. I, my dad had told me about him. Um, and just hearing him speak was amazing. And like, I, I wish I was a little older so I could recall it a little better. Like, I, you know, I was pretty young still. So, but the really major impact it had on me is he talked about that he had three main goals, which was to play in the NCAA to play in the NHL and then to play in the Olympics. Um, And although it was only for 11 seconds, he like really recognized that he accomplished one of those goals. He played in the NCAA, he had made it. Um, And the real takeaway for me was the fact that, and this isn't a quote because it was a decade ago, I cannot directly quote from that, but paraphrasing that he he is like happy with having that one goal. And although he couldn't achieve the other two, he set new goals for himself and he adapted. He wasn't looking at it as though, you know what? I, this really, really threw a wrench in my life and like, I don't have a purpose now. He found a new purpose and he really, really helped a lot of people, which is I think really inspiring that he was, it kind of just shows that you can take charge, uh, and you kind of dictate your life. Life doesn't really dictate you. Yeah. yeah All I don't right. Know. I, don't <laughs> have, I don't have All much right to add here. on. I, I'd say well, the, uh, real quick, if anybody, like, uh, we tweeted some stuff out earlier in the week. If anybody's interested in donating to his foundation, I think it's a pretty good time to do it. Um, I did just like, I'm just out of college, pretty broke. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us, I think, I don't know. Chris is like a fucking space astronaut. So he's probably like rolling it or whatever. But I'm on a <laughs> government salary. So no. <laughs> yeah. He's I'm the on NFL a, quarterback. We salary, all know this. So. The, the money comes from the uh, yeah. footballing. Um, yes. But point is, he was number 24. $24 donation. I thought it was kind of cool. That's what I did. Um, I did 25 wanna... because it was a lot easier than going in and picking your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Point is, we put the link out on wow. Twitter if anybody's interested. Um, I definitely, like I said, urge you to check out his story, and you can find – we'll tweet it out again with this episode or something. But Yeah, and also stuff. with all the uh, the Mitchell Miller bullshit going on, uh, yeah. spend some time, uh, donate to uh, Black Girl Hockey Club if you can. Um, a lot of people going through it right now having to see this bullshit on their timelines. Um, dude – is probably going to get signed by a KHL team. So yeah, uh, this is why we fight for uh, BIPOC people in hockey culture. Hell yeah. And if you have any money left over, we could use some beer. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, we do probably, like beer, but, but those are definitely like, first. Then you should There's probably about like a hundred thousand charities out there that deserve your money more than us. But you know, like, you can toss us a few. But, like, we have funny hats, so, like, come on. On payday. <laughs> on payday. Toss us a beer. You know? <laughs> um, on from here, I, I don't have anything. Well, we got the Bobby Orr bullshit. Oh, all right. Hold, okay. I got it. 
<laughs> so let's let's start though with. Uh, so I just if, I hate to be this guy, but from just I'm just gonna jump in here for the sake of my job. I'm gonna kind of re- pull myself from this conversation, but I like jump in where I can. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry, but yeah, I, gotta, I mean, you know, I mean, I gotta be a little careful too. But um, start with uh, <laughs> get out and vote. I can't. I don't think I'm allowed to specifically say who for, but I think if you listen to this podcast, you probably know who you should vote for. Um, if this podcast hasn't been released by the time uh, the polls close, which there's a danger of that, uh, I hope you I hope you made the right choice. I think I think it's we should at I the end fan. of the episode we could like call the election because it's <laughs> going to be released on election night and people might not see it until or listen to it until like Wednesday Thursday. So, you know. I think it's adorable that you think the election is going to be decided by Wednesday. Oh, no, not yeah, at all. But we can neat. freak people out that way. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, they hear here first. Oh, God, it's it's Friday, and I'm here in the election. <laughs> I do appreciate that the type of people who would be going to a hockey podcast to get their news would also not understand that this is not live recorded. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It really is. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, so uh, who wants to kick this off? <laughs> I'll go. There I'll we go. go. I'll, I'll throw stuff out there. Um, well, first off, I just want to say Bobby Orr needs to read the room, which I think is kind of like the theme of 2020. Everyone needs to read the room a little better. Um, I, I guess the phrase is disappointed but not surprised. I mean, he's a well-off older white man. We're just going to call it what it is. Um, I'm not saying they're all like that, but that is the case. Um, It just kind of sucks because it just pulls hockey culture back even more. It's like, I feel like hockey always at least attempts to take a step ahead and then it's always like 10 steps back. And I mean, it's not even about Republican and Democrat. Like, I don't care what you identify with, but with someone like the current president, it's kind of inexcusable because we all know what he stands for and things that he says. So it just sucks because, you know, we're all talking about change hockey culture. We want it to be more diverse, inclusive. And then NHL legend Bobby Orr goes and endorses someone who is against all of that in its entirety. So if I were, you know, BIPOC, that would make me not want to be as interested in hockey. Um, That news would be very disappointing and I would feel alienated and, it would just kind of, I mean, I know Bobby Orr is not in the NHL anymore, but he's such a massive figure that mm-hmm. even people who don't really watch hockey know who he is. There's so literally I think a statue of him outside the fucking arena. Right, like, like yeah, you kind of got to know. So it just sucks. Like, it's that whole, like, step forward, 10 steps back. I just feel like they can their heads are barely above water with all these things that come out. And I feel like Bobby just kind of like put another nail in the coffin with this one. So. Yeah. Like you said, reading the room, it's, and it's not just reading the room. It's just being aware uh, of situations other than your own, where it's such a white privilege thing to be able to support a president like that or support views like that, especially in hockey culture where you just kind of have to, be empathetic a little bit to understand that hockey is such a white sport and it's such a safe space for white supremacist kind of feelings and and ideals where even if not everybody in that space feels that way there are a lot of people enabling that kind of thinking and even if Bobby Orr didn't feel like he was doing that by by legitimizing a president who has those kinds of views or at least spouts that rhetoric. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't even thinking that he could be alienating people by doing that, I, I think. And that's just a, a lack of self-awareness that we can't stand by anymore. So true. And just the fact that he had to throw in like, oh, that's the type of teammate I would want. I'm like, it's really are you sure it's a lot about also us and maybe at one time not uh we gotta hold people to a high standard but maybe don't expect a lot from our athletes who maybe a lot of the time aren't very educated 
Bought that one exactly. from the Miracle on Ice team big just... time. That was a gut punch. <laughs> that was tough. I, yeah. I, I was just imagining Donald Trump as a hockey player and giving an interview. You know, we got to get pucks in deep. You know, <laughs> uh, I wish I wish listeners could see me. You gotta get the hand movements in there and everything, and the pouty lip. Gotta get to the dirty areas. <laughs> I'm the best defender there is. No, one I mean, I mean, like some me. of the areas are good. I assume. Looks <laughs> on net. Did you see that goal I scored on Sleepy Joe? Amazing. Our goaltender is a wall. Nobody scores better goals than I do. I Build the, the wall. <laughs> Build the wall. Build the wall from the net. G, protect the net. <laughs> no pucks in. <laughs> I do. I at times like this, I remember uh, Vladimir Putin going out and uh, scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Nobody was making a save against Putin. <laughs> Imagine somebody just fucking lit him up. And just like. <laughs> Um, the the consequences of that would be legitimately dire. And but it would make Sports Center top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, way you're. Uh, Cam, I know you're a censored journalist right now, but do you have anything to add on? That was probably a shitty way of putting it, but that's how I feel about it anyway. So uh, I think you should definitely consider fake news Hasbrook over here. You should just you should consider the things that were just said with an open mm-hmm. mind. That's what you should mm-hmm. do. I think Kelly nailed it, and Chris added the extra nail in the coffin, which is the theme of the night, apparently. So death, <laughs> death. Kelly nailed it. Kaylee nailed it. I applied the adjacent nail. Yeah, Kaylee I'm, gonna, nailed it. I'm gonna take a nail gum to this because I'm gonna just like inspected the nails, make lose. sure they were approved and they're good. So, hey, good I, job. I got nothing to lose here, so I'm just gonna go all in. Where, uh... <laughs> go off. <laughs> Strap in, so, folks. <laughs> I if someone if you vote for Donald Trump. Like you're supporting someone who is blatantly racist and xenophobic and sexist, and the list goes on and on and on, and I'm sure you've heard it before. And if you have the knowledge of that, then you are those things too. And that I don't care if you are voting because all the economy or anything like that. Like, how do you overlook these issues in our country, these social issues and these social changes we need to make over money and shit? Um, and Bobby Orr didn't just say he's going to vote for him. He openly endorsed him and used his celebrity power to try to sway voters. Yeah. I'm and, not sure Bobby Orr is an American citizen, so I don't know if he can vote for him, but this is yeah, worse. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe he's a dual citizen. I don't know how that would work, but, um, yeah. And, you know, you can't take away with what he's done for Boston in terms of hockey. And I think it's still okay to, idolize who he was on the ice and not be a fan or supporter of who he is off the ice. I think that you can, you can do both. I mean, I rooted for Tom Brady for a decade, two decades, whatever. And like, he doesn't seem like that great of a dude. Oh, I just Um, got, I saw him got sacked by, uh, by the giants who were one and six. So (laughs) that was a really, really good giant giants fan. Kaylee over here doing her dance. Yes, um, I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, everyone get mad at her online about that. I like duck after I say that. I'm like, wait, wait, oh, yeah, Kelly. No. At some point, we're Are gonna you have from to fist fight about this whole Red yes. Sox Yankees thing. Okay, yeah, I'll explain. I got time. All right, no, I mean it's fine. It's like I just we're gonna do it while we fist fight. Is all we I'm got a, uh, there's a there's a serious conflict of interest there that's just not acceptable to my society, but. We'll get there. Yeah, okay. I, I see the, the time remaining. We can okay, we can cool. start a new one after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, all right, sick. So would you like me to explain? Yeah, yes. yeah. In, okay. in less than 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> it, it'll be quick. <laughs> I get asked this like every day, so it's fine. I get it. But I was born and raised in Connecticut, so I promise you it's not that weird there. Uh, my neighbors I grew up with in Connecticut, they were Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, and New York Giants, like die hard for all four teams. And so when my dad was growing up in the late 60s, early 70s, the only channels he got on cable were the Bruins. He could watch Bruins hockey, 
he could watch the New York Yankees and he could watch the New York Giants. So I might have been a Rangers fan, but he never got MSG as a kid. I don't know. It was just the location where he grew up in Connecticut. So my dad grew up rooting for Bruins, Yankees, Giants, and I don't really watch basketball. So that's irrelevant to me. But I mean, I was raised watching all three of those teams and I fell in love with them. So I was kind of, uh, I was kind of doomed from the start with that combination. And it seems super weird, but I honestly love it because I get to experience Boston fandom and New York fandom. And I have such a love for both of them because they both accepted me, even though everyone always gives me shit, but I love it. I love to like go back and forth with everyone about like, you know, beefing. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just honestly being in Connecticut, we're kind of stuck in limbo and I was just raised that way. So I was it's born the, this. I was born this way. It's the fakest of the New England states. Uh, oh, it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. My my dad was yeah, my dad grew up there when he was like little and then moved to Massachusetts. So he was a Giants fan because that was the only that was the only station they got when when he was a kid and then later when he was like going to college and stuff in in Massachusetts he became a Patriots fan because he used to like I guess the Patriots used to do their uh preseason like practices and stuff at umass um mm-hmm. he so. chose the right path yeah the giants yeah. used Six to do rings. their training camp in albany i used to go to giants training camp <laughs> wasn't a giants that's sweet. <laughs> but <laughs> that's cool though yeah but that's yeah, my excuse cool. cool. that's my story yeah. so uh, the giants thing i can i i am fine with the giants thing. i have no problem with that it's the yankees one that really mm. is it, it like mm. i feel physical pain when the, you know what I mean, it's just like Bruins yeah. Yankees. Just you know what I mean, like Bruins Giants. Bru- Bruins Yankees. I'm Bruins Rams. You know what I mean. I totally get like being a part of Boston sports fandom, but then also for one sport, being able to see it from the other side, being a Rams fan and watching Patriots fans. I think it makes you kind of aware of like how other people view Boston fans, sort of you know. But the the Yankees thing is just like it's like. There was like a, a really large gray area that was super acceptable and then you just went past it and now it's like oh. the the Yankees are all over Connecticut but um I know I have I, all my friends I in think, Connecticut are Yankees fans but like come on The only <laughs> thing worse in my mind would be uh a Red Sox fan but a Habs fan as someone you know I, I think it's people the same honestly it would be worse I think just as leaning towards hockey is my actually no I, I'm gonna sport. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that that no offense Kelly but this is worse because <laughs> I'm gonna say because no because of this because of this historically speaking <laughs> Kelly's being attacked <laughs> no I'm not trying to come after you but historically speaking the Red Sox have been I would say until the 2000s more fucked over by the Yankees than the Bruins were by the Canadians. Both the Yankees and the Canadians were dominant for a while. Uh, but back dynasties. in the day, back in old time hockey, the Habs fucked the Bruins repeatedly. Yeah, so but I think over the course of rivalry, <clears throat> I agree. But over the course of history, I guess it's the, like quantity versus like the hand motions. <laughs> I know, I know, nobody can see me right now, but I'm literally making fists. Like, Look, I, I already said Kaylee and I are fist fighting, so it's fine. You know, it's not a big deal. But Okay, but can, can I say something? You're going to be shocked. Beat me up. It's fine. You're going to be shocked at how reasonable I am. I understand your frustration because the Yankees are the evil that. empire. Yes. The Yankees are the evil empire. I get it. I feel the same way about the Canadians. I feel the same way about the Patriots. The Patriots are so good, so I love seeing them lose. When someone not anymore. Tells, well, <laughs> They were. They were a dynasty. I mean, I don't know about the Yankees being so good. We can. Glory that's another they discussion. Were. But they were. Well, they were Patriots. Until so like they were good. Until they like were good. 2000. Exactly. So, yeah. So, what are you complaining for? The Red Sox have had more success oh, in the recent years. Oh, I'm not complaining at all. It's great. I realize so, that I am the spoiled Brad Red Sox fan that got born at the perfect suffer. fucking time. Let me suffer. In oh, peace. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cam, how old were you in the year 2000? Four. Oh, in 2000, I was two. Yeah, so you didn't get to see, like, the Rams. Oh, no, no, no. Not, like, the greatest show on turf Rams, no. No, no, no. The Rams were, like, the epitome of awful. Gr- I mean, they were 7-9 and nine bullshit Jeff Fisher for, like, a decade. 
and then they got Sean McVay, and then we went to the Super Bowl, and I was like, I don't know what this feels like, and then we lost, and I was like, and that was more like it, like the worst Super Bowl in modern yeah, history. It was awful. <laughs> I know, I was watching it with like fifty people, and I was like one, I was the only Rams fan, and I was everybody was like, you know, there were a bunch of Patriots fans, and I was like, let's fucking go, and then like. Everybody watched the game and they were like, not only is your team losing, but this game sucks. And I was like, you know what? What do you want me to fucking do about it? Like, we were yeah. seven and nine my whole life. This was the greatest uh, moment of my football career. Like, I was, I was four for that Super Bowl. And I don't really remember fully the. the he was last four for the drive. Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, for that Super Bowl is in 2000, the year that Chris referenced, but the Super Bowl is technically in 2001. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember the last drive, but I remember the last kick, like Vinatieri winning it. Oh, no, no, no. I, w- I was talking about the, the 2000 Super Bowl, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. the Rams Titans. See, I thought you were talking about the 2000 season where the Rams were like, no, 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 no. So I, yeah, I, Sean Turf. Okay. yeah. Okay. The, okay. One of my I don't know first, football history that well. I don't know the greatest. Yeah. So one of my first memories was the 97, uh, like first sports memories was the 97 Super Bowl where the Patriots lost to the Packers by a large margin. Um, but I have no actual problem. There. I have no actual problem with the Giants. My best friend is a Giants fan. Uh, I know his, a ton of Giants fans. His dad is, his dad's like a Connecticut guy. So uh, he got the Giants, but he's also a, a Bruins and, and Red Sox fan, so um, it's it's just kind of like it's just kind of one of those like random number generators when you when you're from Connecticut, where it depends on who your parents are and like what part of Connecticut you're from. I guess yeah. I definitely exactly. understand it. I'm just not thrilled about it. It's kind of like, you know. Oh, I get it. As long as you respect it, just but then again, respect. at the same time, yeah. At the same time, I grew up in New York around a ton of Yankees fans. So I do generally enjoy being around Yankees fans because there's nothing better than like when both teams are good and you're like duking it out, fucking you know, serious at Fenway or at Yankee Stadium, like, and you're you know what I mean? Like my friend ate a sock when the Red Sox won a World Series, part of a sock. But like, was, you know what I mean, like that's the fun. <laughs> oh my god! It wasn't. I was like a. It was like a that's tiny the fun part. Cutoff. How did he but digest that? I I don't tend to think about those things. They're not really worth thinking. I about, doubt he honest, did. But yeah, he probably didn't. Um. It wasn't a full sock. We didn't put him in danger. It wasn't a full sock, just partial. It was just like, and he put it on a pizza too. He like it looked delicious. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it looked like pulled pork. But anyway, <laughs> point is, it's 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 fun to have though. That's the point of the rivalry, right? It, it benefits both sides. It's a symbiotic relationship, so it works out. I actually exactly. went to I went to college in Connecticut, and during the uh, Falcons Pat Super Bowl. I was in Southern Connecticut, so I was near New Haven at Quinnipiac University. You went which, to Quinnipiac? Never heard. Yeah, of it. for two years, two and a half I'm, years. Cliffy I'm Hawkins from season? I'm from Wallingford, which is like ten minutes from that from that campus. Like all my really? friends went there. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, um, yeah. It was a fun school. It was too fun. That's why I left. Um, so. <laughs> it, it is a fun school. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, no, but being there in Southern Connecticut, there's a lot of Giants fans and that school attracts New England and then a lot of New York and people from New Jersey and, you know, then random and things hockey. like that. But the, yes, Vancouver, yeah, Cliffy Hockey. And Sam Cliffy Annis. Hockey is the best thing to fucking Sam Annis, yes. Sam Annis is great, but Cliffy Hockey, I mean, bias, best thing to ever come out of Quinnipiac. Anyway. Why does it say um, less than a minute and it Rock doesn't Johnson. count us down? Oh. To be continued. <laughs> yeah, going off of that, Cam, I'll edit this somehow in. Zoom, Zoom sucks with their 40-minute limit. Zoom, um, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom. Oh, my God. Get it to Zoom, bro. Okay, Chris, you understand this. A get lot of people my age don't. Auto Zoom. Nope. Shut the fuck up, Cam. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, Isn't that the Mazda commercial? Yeah, it was the Mazda. Yeah. Wait, what about the, the show no, Zoom? I was hip Chris? to this, yeah. The television no. shows. Ah, oh, fuck all of you. Okay. You were talking Kay- about the commercial. Kaylee got it. Yeah. it was the no, Mazda the commercial. Because you, I, I feel like it was on Nesson. Was it on Nesson? Okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like Damn, I, was- I think you sang the Auto Zone. No, I did, but that was just as a separate shitty joke. It wasn't. Get same. in the Zoom Auto Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have a lot to talk about, but we're gonna start with what I was gonna talk about, I guess, to make there be some synergy between our Zoom calls. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, Cam, you're talking about how it's kind of sometimes fun to have like Yankees and Red Sox fans together. You being was a I? Red Sox fan, I think, I hope, I hope, because that's what not to be controversial up. over no, here. Fake news, Cam talking about <laughs> reaching across the aisle. You know, <laughs> a true independent. Yeah, um, all sides, Cam over here. <laughs> oh, that's not. That's that's. Yep. This um, is getting... All right, so. Yes, I was in Connecticut, as Kaylee, you know the school, and a lot of people only know them for their polls and now in Boston, Cliffy Hockey. But, um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of New York people go there. Um, and so I went to this dive bar, and we kind of got to know the owner. I think I was of age. Anyway, um, we <laughs> <laughs> were all thinking it. <laughs> uh, there's some math to be done. But uh, that Super Bowl, carry the one. That's for the math, guys. It was a close call. uh, It's for our intern to do. Anyway. um, Intern, get on it. They were at the bar, and they were doing something fun, which was, hey, uh, you're going to get a shot every time there's a touchdown or field goal. And we were like, oh, that'll be fun. And then, you know, Atlanta was up. And the cool thing was it was like half Giants fans and then half New England fans. And the Giants were clearly rooting for Atlanta. Um, and spoiler alert, the end of that game was awesome for us New England fans. But they were giving, they were giving like shots for <clears throat> every touchdown, every field goal. Um, and so it was like, okay, because we were really drunk by the time Atlanta was ahead. And we we're like, okay, we can like deal with this. This sucks. At least we're drunk and we drank a lot for free. And then the Patriots come storming back. And to be quite honest, you know, if it, if it were the Bruins, I would 100% have been there the entire time, no matter what. I was, I was getting ready to leave. I was like, okay, this is my last beer. This is shitty. I'm going to leave. I give up. Um, and the Patriots come storming back, which means about five more shots that I wasn't ready for. Um, and it was a fun night. But it was really fun just shit-talking with all these Giants fans who – like they were rooting for another team, but it was still it was still really fun, uh, especially so, because of the outcome. I remember that's that what's so fun about Connecticut. You're like right in the middle, so you get the best mm-hmm. of both worlds, and everyone just goes at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was kind of upstate New York to a lesser extent. Like <laughs> you had a lot of like New England fans and a lot of like New York fans, but it wasn't as in between. I feel like so it wasn't because you also had some Buffalo fans to like kind of act as a buffer. Upstate so. New York is my favorite New England state. I, mean, I know. Upstate New York is Ooh. way more New England than any Ew. part of Connecticut is. That's so true. It really is, yeah. Hey, Drew. Uh, New joke. York is more New England than Connecticut <laughs> oh, is. Hey. And it's not hey, even besides, part of it. Well, people are like, New York, it's just the city, right? And I'm like, no, there's a pretty big state above that. It's just, you don't think about it. Simpsons, that's the joke gif. Yeah, like those. <laughs> Say more. All right, right, so there's about like 17 more things we're supposed to talk about now. Someone, which is incredible, because we started the podcast with zero things to talk about. But (laughs) a lot of hockey, uh, literally no hockey. No hockey. hockey. We'll have you on to talk hockey sometimes. You 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 missed the part where we told her that already because you were late getting back on this one. All right, yeah, fucking call me out. We got 40 minutes left. <laughs> I did not say I thought we had 40 minutes. I was just stating the fact that at the top of my screen it said, and it still continues to say Zoom meeting dash 40 minutes. So that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, Joe Haggerty's back at it. Um, uh, good to see him writing. Bullshit. Good to see him writing again uh, for, I don't know what website, but I'm not going to pump it. Boston... Cause... Let's not. Because yeah, I, I, I saw uh, Jimmy Murphy's also writing for that, and I if you know, you know. Can't stand that guy. Um, incredible stuff. Character. Incredible stuff, though, by by those guys uh, doing the the most clickbait uh, I've seen in a long time. They had the uh, someone they they got a goalie coach to say they'd rather have both of the. Uh, Habs goalies than the Bruins goalies, How the- which is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Don't click on that article. I'm sure it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that's They're like, when held at knife weird. and gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's absolutely fucking absurd because I think anyone in their right mind would – if you're working for an organization, you're not going to shit on the goaltenders. Yeah. <laughs> they literally won the Jennings trophy. 
Yeah, Hags and is they like cost a, noted a fraction of the price. They were better for cheaper. What do you mean? <laughs> oh yeah, Kaylee. So our background with with Hags is uh, we we have some beef with him as a podcast. Major beef um, with Hags. Yeah, we've we've gotten into several Twitter battles with him, especially everyone has. Especially over Tuca though, but we got him to agree to come on the podcast if Tuca led them to a Stanley Cup win no no, no, no that was no, honestly if, the it's, saddest it's, part it's of if, no no leading, it's if the know. it's if the bruins win another cup with tukarask it doesn't matter if he's starting it's, no it's with tukarask as the yeah i think Tuka as the starting, starting goal oh uh, but there, yeah. it's loose we could bring this to court we could win this <laughs> <laughs> we go to the supreme we court and Amy cody baird tells us no ooh both sides cam going with some harsh words for amy cody baird Bro, she's going to be the one to deny the Supreme Court case that Hags <laughs> on the podcast. It's going to be ridiculous. So, so Hags is back at it. He uh, he went searching through his his Twitter uh, I, his Twitter mention. I guess like he searched his name on Twitter because I tweeted about him. I just tweeted Hags, and <laughs> of course, <laughs> not not at him or anything. Nothing tweet- else in the tweet. It just said Hags. <laughs> no. I just I just found it very funny. Like Hags will occasionally tweet something political, and it's usually left leaning. Where dude loves masks. Uh, dude just loves socialism. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just seems like a good person, actually, <laughs> despite his clickbait. Um, yeah, but it, he'll he'll tweet out something that's like very left leaning and I dive into those comments like it's a fucking swimming pool because I eat that shit up. That it's so good. Swimming pool full of liquor and I dive in it. Um okay Kendrick. He, <laughs> he that'll burn the eyes pretty good. You gotta make sure you're wearing goggles for that. His only Twitter, if you're a baseball player. His hockey takes what? are are the hockey in takes. hockey when you pour in the champagne they don't wear goggles. His his hockey takes are joke. are for sure the hockey takes of a Trump supporter, uh, and big time. So yeah. so when his main constituency of followers sees him tweet something left leaning from his Twitter account politically, uh, the mentions are a dumpster fire, and it's so funny to me. So I tweeted out like, when the MAGA crowd finds out that Hags is liberal with like a a gift from the room of like, everybody betrayed me. Um, and like three days, jump on it. Three days later, Hags jumps in and like replies, I'm actually an independent. I would consider myself, but this, this tweet holds up regardless. And just like, yeah, it's like nice validating. Thank you. Uh, he also had a really funny typo in there where he was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was something about like, voting uh both republican and democrat many times in his wife <laughs> yeah yeah she's like whoa we don't need to know what you're doing i saw um, something that was put out earlier by um i think it was murphy and it mentioned something about chara going to tampa did you see that today no because i i have jimmy murphy blocked on twitter <laughs> yeah so my friend sent it to me and it's this whole article. It says, um, uh, Tampa to chase Chara, question mark. And Murphy wrote it. So, so I, he's, he's one of the, I didn't click on it. He's one of the very few people I have blocked because like every trade deadline, he just tweets out like any possible Bruins player going to any Bobby possible Orr team. Bobby to the Bruins. And he's just like. <laughs> Everyone shares all of them, and I just need not to have that on my timeline. I think, Breaking I think, news, Connor McDavid to Boston. <laughs> I think the funniest thing is that really, either than like Charlie Coyle, in the past maybe decade, the Bruins haven't made the best fucking trade deadline deals. So he's like taking credit, throwing a hundred ideas <laughs> out there each season, and then taking credit for the one that is a shit decision. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> It's bad though. Like, I didn't say I wanted it, but I called it along with <laughs> the other deals that nobody would want. <laughs> Did you guys see back in July when uh, Haggerty got hacked? I literally screenshot yeah. it on my phone and it says, <laughs> Actually, I that love was it. us. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, no, it was not no, actually. It was not us. Right. Uh, it was not involved. It's a complete joke. I just realized once reasons, I said that, it, that like, this could be a legal thing. We did not. We would never do that. But I literally probably, screenshotted it. And it's Tuka Rask is the greatest playoff goaltender in the history of the NHL and has absolutely nothing to prove to anybody in his clutch Hall of Fame career. Okay, so I will say that was a hags tweet and it was really funny in context in context because it was during the like weird 14 hour period where like all of the verified twitter accounts were down and there was like this huge hack going on and everyone was wondering if all the accounts were like actually who it was and he actually tweeted that i thought it was really funny Wait, so he actually said that? Like yes. jokingly, yes. Yeah, he he was kidding because, like because of all the hacks. Yeah. I did not know that. He got me. <laughs> yeah. You got, he got you for him. months, actually. Yeah, he got you for a while. I, I have the screenshot because it's so legendary. I was like, I, mean, I, I look at it every night keep, when I'm falling keep, asleep. Keep the screenshot, though, yes. because... <laughs> I have it framed. <laughs> we should make that our twitter header actually so i i I didn't follow hags for like a long period of time i even had him muted for for a short period of time but like right around that period when like we started beefing with him and i was just starting to reinsert myself i retired from the tuka debate online for like a year and a half and yeah reserving reserving my my takes and then i had to like come out of retirement to like write an article because because hags made me so fucking mad (laughs) (laughs) that's that's like why i jumped on diehards i will never go out of retirement it's kind of like biden coming back and being like yo i was the vice president but i gotta come back and do this i was teaching but i ran for president twice already but let's do it again i didn't even want (laughs) to But I was I forced want to, to, but I had to. <laughs> but look, I can jog. <laughs> but look, I've been a lot of jogging lately. Oh, so God. See. Oh. Yeah, talking about hags makes me lightheaded, Jesus. Chris is like, where am I? <laughs> what else was there other than hags? I feel like something good was said that we needed to discuss, but no, I forget. I think we checked most of the boxes, to be honest with you, but I'm not. Somebody honest. said something funny, and we were going to get to it. Oh, the intern can figure out. I failed as host. I'm sorry. Couldn't have been the, that funny. Way to go, Drew. No, nah, okay, it was so, really funny. So well, Cam, actually, maybe it's not that funny if it was only funny to me. No, Cam just said the intern can figure it out. I'm pretty sure the intern was the thing we were going to talk about. Well, that was way earlier. There was that was a thing. Brought yeah. up when the Zoom. Oh, oh, Zoom. Nobody knows the show Zoom, the television show. This was the thing that you had to yeah. bring. Yes, this is the one yes. you were dying to get out. It wasn't, it wasn't actually funny. It was just important to me. No one has heard of the television show Zoom. Is it like what's, a Nickelodeon show? Yeah. What channel? Like what? I, I think it was what PBS. Channel? PBS. I'm pretty damn sure what? it was PBS. I, uh, and it was okay. like this like preteen show, basically. It was like middle school. I like vaguely remember school. it. That was the target audience. I vaguely know what you're talking about, but like, let's be real. The GOAT PBS show is Dragon Tales. So, mm. that's a fucking fact. That Reading Dragon Rainbow. Tales was good. I remember going I to the, uh, Dragon Tales. the VHS store <laughs> and grabbing some of their, their, their VHS tapes. Yeah. So, I don't remember Zoom because I was too busy watching Dragon Tales and going to Dragonland. With the fucking cool kids, all right? Drew. Yeah. <laughs> all right, look, I'm going to... Dragon Tales, Mark. Why don't you release... zoom your way over to Dragonland? Yeah, why don't you... <laughs> we need to release video of this because Kaylee's hand gestures during all of this is just <laughs> too fucking It's like, dark. hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to look up Zoom TV show <clears throat> and go He's to their... pulling Wikipedia. up the receipts. Because, mm. wow, why does it say it's 1972? It definitely went into... Okay, it went into 1999. 1972 to 1999. Um, apparently. Wait. Cam, Cam oh, definitely oh, watched that oh, when okay, he was one year old. One in the 90s was a remake. It started in the 70s and then it went from 99 to 2005. Um, I know the logo. Yeah, yeah, the logo is sick. If you look up Zoom TV series, if you're listening, unless you're in the call, uh, in the call. In that the looks car, familiar. I was too busy watching badass shit like Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Woogity, woogity, woogity. Yeah. Woogity, woogity, woogity. <laughs> yes. Rocket Power nice. is great. Jimmy Neutron. Uh, fairy, uh, 
Rugrats. Fairly, fairly, fairly odd parents. Uh, or as my mom likes to call it, Timmy Turner. Hey Arnold was my favorite <laughs> and still is my favorite. Uh, they just Classic. took it off of Hulu and I'm super mad about that, but. I was watching Drake and Josh on Hulu the other night. Oh, hell yes. Oh, it's spherical. Spherical. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it, it, the Zoom was produced by GBH Boston, which Great, is like man. a part of PBS, but specifically the Boston. Uh, why, why is that? Our, ours is KPBS out in San Diego. <laughs> I, I, well, oh, actually, when you're looking at radio, uh, fucking... What? I, well, radio, actually, no, but radio, they differentiate, like, West Coast and East Coast with different letters, and K is the letter for radio. Right like, on. if you, it, I'm pretty damn sure, I mean, you would maybe know the radio stations out there, they're like, K-L-B-R, or whatever the fuck their radio station acronym is. No? I'm sure. Fuck, you guys can't. <laughs> I think you might be right. I, I think, know this. Are you I'm sure an it's expert. radio? Because all the, the a lot of television stations out east are W. I'm yeah. East is usually W, and then what is it? Radio maybe or it's TV, TV or both. I'm trying I, to think. I feel of, like I'm an expert because my I mother think it's worked TV, for this one. I think it's like like KTV is a lot of shit out west, and it's like a lot everything. Of w. Can maybe. society is run by letters? W's and K's. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of like any radio stations I listen to regularly, but like the one that I normally listen to is like a Mexican radio station. So hell yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Have have either any of you seen designated survivor television show? No, no. Is that with Kiefer Sutherland? It is. Yes. I saw the previews because I used to love 24, the show that he was in, yes, but I haven't yes. watched Designated Survivor. So Designated Survivor is a really good show, and especially right now, I think with the political climate, it can be looked towards if you're left-leaning, I think, especially because, I mean, the plot of it is that during a State of the Union speech, the whole, like, the Capitol building is blown up in a terrorist attack and everybody dies basically. And then this guy who's the designated survivor, who's technically a member of the president's cabinet and like 11th or 12th in line for the presidency becomes the president. It goes on from there. But the cool thing is, is he's an independent and he's like going all in as independent and trying to create everything that America needs, which is bipartisan uh, fucking cooperation. Both sides Kiefer out here. Yeah, so exactly. so not to be that guy, but if that situation were to happen, it definitely shouldn't be the twelfth person in line. We should just like have a new election. Hold a new election. Like the twelfth well, no, person. Well, yeah, it's the twelfth person in see, line. That's what like, they, they do. Ate Thanksgiving that, dinner one time and they pulled the wishbone. Like that is what, what they the fuck do. is that? They, like, they, in the show, they basically it's just he replaces him for the last year of the presidency and then they do an election. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm assuming he wins, or else it wouldn't be. TV I don't know. I don't know. I'm on. Se- I'm in the middle of season three, and it's. Well, the- I hate to spoil it. Didn't they, the didn't they cancel it? The election. <laughs> is that no, it? no. So it, it used to run on some television show, and I it was like CBS. It was on Netflix. Uh, the first two seasons, they cut to commercial, and they never sweared. And then the third season, they swear a shitload, and they don't like do the blackout cut to commercial. So Netflix just like usurped it. Scoop it from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, good show. Check it out. So like, it's like if you liked uh, House of Cards, but then you got pissed because Kevin Spacey's a fucking awful human. Uh, you can like this one because there aren't really any known awful humans in the show. Or if you Not liked yet. House of Cards for like <laughs> the first, the, for like the first two seasons, then it became like a ridiculous thing that could never exist in real life. Yeah, yeah. I think I think House of Cards. I I, I like the show, especially for its cinematography and the kind of the approach they took with it. But uh, I, I was out before the Kevin Spacey shit came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wa- I watch. I wound up watching the whole thing. Um, yeah. Any Love other Robin quarantine Wright, shows? That was for recommendations. While we're on it, and then I Haven't, think maybe we'll wrap up or something. But have you ever heard of Stella? No. Stella Artois. Stella Artois. <laughs> oh. yes. I mean, I think that's yes. probably what everybody thinks. <laughs> yes. but yeah. Haley, thank you. Um, two Spider-Man <laughs> meme right there. Definitely a drink will be. I, I bequeath to you my two Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man. meme. My, the my Spider-Man <laughs> side of the two Spider-Man meme. Oh, that was too good. Oh, that was great. 
Oh, that was better so, than the yeah, show itself, Cam. Shut the Cam's door. like, but No, I got canceled after like one or two seasons, but one of the directors at the, st- at the station I worked for like sent me it on Vimeo. You can watch it on Vimeo because it was from like 2005. It's like uh, Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, and David Wayne. Uh, they had like a YouTube series that got picked up as a TV show and then got canceled almost immediately, but... Uh, it's just very absurd. Sounds like a great show. It's just like no, it's like it's totally ridiculous and stupid, but it's really funny. If you're like into that kind of humor, it's funny. So if you liked Wet Hot like, American Summer, yeah, pretty much. Like it's it's the same crew. So yeah, I mean, we could all use a good laugh these days. So yeah, it's just like you know what I mean. It's just like shit that like make, yeah, you seen like, Handmaid's Tale? Like make it ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like not meant to be believable at all. Just Handmaid's dive, Tale dive is a great show. But it's depressing. <laughs> Dragon yeah, if, if you really want to lean in, um, I've just been watching a lot of movies. I haven't really been watching shows. I watched I watched The Wire. Um, Mandalorian Wire. Back. Like I watched The Wire in a high school classroom. That's wild. Because my teacher showed it to us because he was the football coach and he was a history teacher. Right? He's like, ah, just watch The Wire. I'm gonna go watch some gameplay. And, like, yeah, I mean, if you're looking, if game. you're looking for a show that's like about cops that doesn't like glorify cops in any way, which is like kind of the perfect thing for right now, we're just like they're all shitty. Um, that's that's the one. Um, I'm and. I haven't started watching it yet, but I've heard the Queen's Gambit's really good. That's Queen. Oh my God! Oh, that's no, the I one with watch the girl that. from uh, Peaky Blinders, right? I just yes, saw she's in Peaky one. Blinders. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, I don't know. I knew she looked familiar, and then once you mm-hmm. said that, it was like that's exactly. She's what uh, Michael's wife's yeah. girlfriend. Not yeah, to yeah, spoil yeah, yeah, yeah. for people who have watched Peaky Blinders, but uh, Michael's. Uh, there's a woman that Michael talks to, and she's <laughs> they just hang out a lot. They're just like friends. <laughs> They're pals. <laughs> it's a casual thing. It's it's no, there's no no strings attached. They met on Tinder. It's whatever. Yeah, it's you know? fine. <laughs> well, if you don't want to watch TV shows, uh, listen to my other podcast, Burritos and Other Less Important Things. Boo. Boo. Which I admittedly have never listened to, but I goddamn I will. Name, so I have never listened point. and will never listen unless you have us on as a. Why? Why don't we cross platform? Why don't you're not going to listen if you're on it, Drew? Let's be honest. Like that's, that's no, also no, true. No, I Bruce and Bruins. I like skim through the episodes just to like we, we can we can cross swords on this. I bask in the glory of what we do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, I'm an unemployed. I'm an unemployed college student taking. If any, if anybody online. can be what on a four hour. Do? A four-hour episode of a podcast that requires you to watch 16 movies before doing it, Drew could do it. I'm not a big movie guy. I don't watch movies a lot. He's like, nah, I can't do that, dude. It's TV for me. Yeah, I can't I can't stand the, uh, the challenge. I'm sorry, Chris. It's all good, all right. man. I think we're running out of gas here. <laughs> Kaylee, do you want to host for the last five minutes? Yeah. Host. Oh God. What? You gotta. The biggest thing in the last five minutes of hosting is figuring out a song to sing. That a song. Yeah, Yeah, we we sing out. We sing Uh, a song at the end of every episode, and you're encouraged to join, but you're not required. But this is how we know Kaylee's never made it through an entire episode of Bruce and Bruce. But like this will entirely (laughs) decide whether or not you're back. No, I listened like. I just listened to the one with Chanel because I really want to hear that one, but I didn't listen to like the last like five minutes. There's so no I, reason I to. I pretty much yeah, made it through. <laughs> if you, if you not, make it past yeah, minute yeah. like 20 in one of our episodes, like you're a diehard fan. I never, I never expect anyone to listen to this podcast. I <laughs> am a diehard fan. Especially actually, in including guests. <laughs> actually, I know what needs to happen next at least. Kaylee, please like promote yourself where we can find you on Twitter, where we can find your work. Go for it. Stage is yours. Okay. Shameless brand. Let's go. Obviously, uh, check out Bruins Diehards, please, because I do. Presented presented by Bruins Diehards. Presented by (laughs) Bruins Diehards. We got it in. (laughs) So yeah, our guest got it in. Please make that the cold open. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, uh, Bruins Diehards. I do write for them, so. You know, this is a gang. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Tuka Rask. It's the number two, K-A-R-A-S-K. Tuka is elite until the day I die. So represent. 
And then Hags will be right after afterwards. <laughs> and then he's gonna he's gonna outlive you just to see that day. I'm really hoping Hags doesn't outlive Kaylee. There's there's a difference between elite and legend. Okay? And Hags seems to think elite is legend. Equal the same thing. Uh, I'm, what? I, I just <laughs> cool, fucking. Let's sing. I'm fucking. Dude, take done. a lap. Think about that one. <laughs> I'm done. Regroup. I'm ready for the. I'm ready for the post pod. Hangout. <laughs> we should sing like we didn't yeah. start the fire because like that's what we're oh, segueing into uh, tomorrow. It's true. Oh shit! I need Harry Truman Doris Day Red China Johnny Ray. That's that's all I forget. South Pacific. <laughs> It's Come a simple song to sing. You just got to get all the words right. Yeah. Yeah. I immediately you thought it. That's usually how it goes. You get the words right, you sing it right. Started a fire. Shut up. <laughs> I just feel like that's appropriate for what we're leading into. Yeah, no, very, for very sure. true. Or following through with, I guess, depending yeah. on what time this gets released. During election. Oh, by the way, Joe Biden has won the election. Yeah, everybody, uh, calling it here first. Uh, you heard it here first. Jimmy Murphy. Well, it really depends if the uh, man in charge. Jo- Joe Jorgensen came out of democracy. nowhere and won Joe's, the election by a landslide. <laughs> it turns out she had three percent of the vote, but every vote that was uh, cast by an absentee mail-in ballot, ballot was uh, disqualified by the court. So, uh, congratulations yeah. to Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> turns out the Russians just hit us with a nuke, and none of it and... matters anymore. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red Ray, China, China, Johnny, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Maryland, Monroe, there it is. Rosenberg, Bob, Sugar Ray, Pam, Tom, Brando, the King, and Catcher, and the Catcher, and the Rye, there it is. There we go. Eisenhower, Vaccine. Got got a new queen. Queen. Yeah, is. Marciano Liberace Santayana Goodbye We didn't start the fire It was always burning Since the world's been turning, turning.